Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Ashley's Memorial Day sale is going on now. Shop our biggest selection of hot buys, cool deals, or shop limited time savings on new summer spaces. Plus, get 72-month special financing on select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Whether you're redecorating indoors or rethinking your outdoor space, save big on this season's trending styles. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details. Well, hello. Happy Friday. What's going on? Another good game. Nice try. We've got a got a good crowd. Good crowd of people in this Zoom. Uh, what's going on? We got Aaron. We got Jen. Gang's all here. Gang's all here, baby. Gang's Happy Friday. all here. That's right. I mean, and, and I have to say, I, originally, you know, when we started this podcast, you know, I didn't know if I was able to make new friends. I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm not emotionally ready. But I think you guys have become two of my closest friends. And <gasps> and I just I just wanted to bring that up because I feel like, you know, playing video games can be very isolating. But I feel like the three of us, the golden three, have come together. My heart. Well, you know what? On the, well, I'm just on the reading off a script here. That's Uh-oh. just what it says That's, in the I script. I put that in. Yeah, Jen wrote that, actually. Mm, yeah. I feel differently, but I don't know. I've just... Oh. I've got all the power. My heart grew two sizes and then shrunk immediately three. So thank you. For that. You should see see a doctor. But I do think you know what's interesting is like I think that there. It's interesting. Like I think in games you don't have a lot of games that have like characters that have really strong emotional connections. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? Like like rarely, and there's only really one I can think of, and that's their most recent God of War, like the father-son connection between two characters. It just felt like two very fleshed out, like real characters. It's funny you say that because I literally last night started playing God of War for the first time. (gasps) Whoa! It's been on my list. I know it's a game that I would like. I'm only an hour in. And I am already so invested in this relationship, what? father and son. I, I called my girlfriend and I was like, this game's going to make me cry. I know uh, it. it. Like, I already know. It, I love it. You feel and, it. And that's so true that there's like, I think I like those games where there's that emotional connection between the characters because then it becomes more than just a game. That's I mean, that's why I liked The Last of Us so Absolutely. much because that's was- another game. Absolutely. I was definitely going to say, I feel like The Last of Us was something that, uh, I mean, I know you definitely enjoyed, so I feel like God of War is going to take a very similar path, but I'm I'm happy for you working through the backlog. Yeah. I know. It it's was hard. at the top of my list, so I'm diving in, and so far, yeah, I'm really, I'm going to play it right after this. It's, so wait, it, are you playing the newest one right now? See, I'm not familiar with like what's what so blake when we first started this podcast you had mailed me a bunch of hard copies of games yeah. that's how i got into last of us you had just a package arrived at my door with a bunch of games god of war was one of them the 2018 god of war that's so awesome. 
I was like, oh, perfect. It's yes. it's great because, and and here's some things I love about that. Well, first of all, I'll say this, which is how satisfying is it when you catch the ax? That is <laughs> my, the first time I did that and I just like it's threw great, it on a whim right? and then it comes back and goes back into the enemy I like almost threw my controller. I was like, damn, this rocks. I love this so Jen much. lurched at the microphone with so much <laughs> excitement. Yeah. On it's that. just so satisfying. It's one of the most satisfying things in all of games. Like I would say like Mario hitting a coin block, you know, yes. like like get like nailing somebody with a shell in Mario Kart. Or getting a clicker with a bow and arrow in Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and then like catching the axe in God of War. Incredible. So far in this game, I have to say, I have just been throwing my axe everywhere <laughs> yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. That's the like, best. I'll hit random things it's and just see what happens. It just how feels it, good. How, yeah. It, it's, it, I'm kind of, but like, look, I love Clueless Gamer. I love doing them. I'm hopefully, we hopefully we have one in the works. But, you know, it, it, it's, it kind of bums me out. If there's any bad thing about me doing Clueless Gamer, it's that it ruins some games for me. And unfortunately, it did that for God of War. No. In what we, way? We did a great Clueless Gamer of God of War with Bill Hader, right? Really fun. Oh, fun. Bill is amazing. It was so fun. But, you know, Clueless Gamer, I, I normally play the games for at least a week beforehand to come up with areas and jokes and that stuff with uh, Todd Levin, uh, one of our writers. And, um, and so I had to go through the whole game. No, didn't really get a chance to enjoy it because I was like, what's good? What's funny? What, you know, where, where could we go? What's here? You know, like, and those, it, to, to dissect a game kind of like scientifically for comedy purposes, you just can't enjoy it. So I'm really looking forward to Ragnarok, the new God of War, uh, and to be able to play that not scientifically. But Jen, are you a person who loves like myths and legends and magic and all that other stuff? Are you a fan of that or not so much? It's so hit or miss with me. I think I am drawn to this one. Typically, I would say no. I'm not as into that. I like the more like the stories grounded in realism. Like an Uncharted, for instance. Yes. Oh, Uncharted's like one of my top games. Love it. Last of Us, even though it's zombies. Still, there's like that element of realism because zombies grounded. Could, it's very grounded. could happen. It's grounded. So like that mystical element I don't love, but something about... I think it's because I'm Norwegian, something about the Vikings and like I'm always whenever I go travel, I'm always I go to like the Scandinavian countries. And so that I think is why I liked God of War and was drawn to it because I'm like, oh, this setting is something I'm so into. Something speaks to you in there. Yes. Okay. okay. My inner Viking just came out. (laughs) I love that. It makes so much sense that you have Viking blood. Now that you say that. (laughs) I'm like, of course you do. A lot of things do. make sense. You're oh such a gosh. badass. I mean, you God. make me sound way cooler than I am. I don't think so. I mean, you're really cool. I don't think I could make I, you sound cool. I think there was one weekend when we were. Uh, it's the last time we had seen each other in person was an In and Out adventure. Yeah, and we've been love. trying to make another In and Out uh, excursion. We've been trying to plan, and I remember one weekend we were like trying to figure out. I think Blay and I were like, "Oh yeah, we should be free this this uh, this weekend." And Jen's like, "Oh uh, oh Friday. Oh wait, sorry, I'm I'm going climbing up this mountain, and then Off into the wilderness, and then to the wilderness for this, and then I'm uh, mountain biking. Yeah, I'm doing some climbing on this day. And I have to go. Uh, I have to go uh, put a saddle on this bear and ride around. <laughs> Got some axe throwing. So That's a lot a of this really." Uh, 
Yeah, it answers a lot of questions. <laughs> great, great. Well, I think that's why I love God of War. Yeah. Super into it and super excited to keep playing. Yeah. I love it. And again, I, I think one of the reasons for me too, like I am a, I am a, have you, as you guys know, I hate most things, but um, I think that like in mystical stuff, I'm not super into, but it really was the characters like Kratos and his yeah. son, like Atreus. Like, like I, I think for me, that's kind of what kept me going. Like it, like, and kind of like I, I, I yes anded so much because I just wanted to see how this relationship was going to develop. Mm-hmm. That and the threat of not having enough great jokes and areas for the shoot with Bill Hader and Co. <laughs> sure. yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in for any terrifying. emotional roller coaster, to be terrifying. honest. That's right. Um, another thing I have to say, I'm not super into, but doing this podcast has made me absolutely love is cars. I have had, I've really grown to have a beautiful appreciation for cars and the people who drive them. And that's why I'm very excited about today's guest. Yes. Oh my gosh. Anytime I can have a chance to bring more car people in here, I'm doing it. I'm I'm getting my people in here, including our guest today. He's the founder and CEO of AR12 Gaming, which has over 1.5 million subscribers on YouTube. He is best known for his car videos and gameplay, any car game you can possibly imagine. Uh, He's probably playing it on YouTube or Twitch at this point. So we had such a great conversation about the intersection between cars and gaming. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest today, Here's our interview with Nick from AR12. Nick, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I have been stoked to be able to talk to you more uh, after we had some really good conversations about Twitch and community and just everything else in between uh, when we met kind of recently. But I think I would love to start with how we met (laughs) because it wasn't really under like normal circumstance, you know, I didn't just meet you through a friend of a friend. It was under some really interesting circumstances. Yeah, we went head to head to see who's a faster racer in video games and driving real cars. And we did some stunt driving and it was mm-hmm. super, super fun. And we'd never met before. And it was awesome working with you and that whole crew. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And I'm happy I got the victory there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna <laughs> pull that one out right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Twisting yep. the knife, twisting the knife. <laughs> Oh, I felt that. I felt <laughs> that. Um, yeah, we met. It was uh, for Asphalt 9, and we were yeah going head-to-head on a track. We got to take out some Lamborghinis uh, and then play Asphalt 9. And yeah, I, I congratulate you on your victory. <laughs> I say that. Thank you. You also said take out some Lamborghinis, and for a second I thought that meant crash a bunch of Lamborghinis. <laughs> and we took them out of commission. I hope not. <laughs> with, with our driving ability, it was very close to doing that. But we 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 were okay in the end. <laughs> yeah, we took out a handful of cones, but no no Lamborghinis <laughs> quite yet. Um, do you do you get invited to do stuff like that pretty often? A little bit here and there. I'm always trying to bridge the gap of real life cars and virtual cars, right? Because I I'm just like cars. I'm just like a normal kid who grew up and now is able to kind of play video games and somehow able to drive these cars in real life. And I love kind of merging those two things into one. So on YouTube, I'll do a little bit of real life stuff mixed in with the video game stuff. And it's just kind of whatever I'm into that day or that week or that month. So some days I'm 
playing arcade racing games all day. Some days I'm sim racing. Some days I'm in the garage working on my own cars and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I feel like we uh, definitely get along because not only Canadian represent, yep. but you are, I think you truly have like my dream job. <laughs> Anything that has to do with just car video games and real life cars, like that's truly, that's a dream. I mean, it's so much fun. Like I've been doing this for a really, really long time. I started when I was in high school, I started making little YouTube videos way back in the day. And I, I probably didn't focus enough on school, but um, I made I, I, I went to such lengths where I would design my calendar for school where I wouldn't have class on Tuesdays and on Fridays because I knew the new video game releases, at least back in the day, would come out on Tuesdays. And I'd want an extra long weekend, so I'd take a Friday off or a Monday off if I could and just record a whole bunch. Like, And then I'd upload throughout the week and... Yeah, fast forward and here we are. And I, I still can't believe it, really. <laughs> you know what? You had your priorities set early on. Seriously, yeah. Honestly. I kind of just rolled the dice and got super lucky. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but it worked out. A little luck, a lot of grind, though. You, I mean, your channel is huge. And not only, not only that, but I feel like you have almost daily videos. Like for somebody to be able, you started back like 10 years ago, for somebody yeah. to be able to like sustain a career on like on YouTube and outside of YouTube for that long, like it's, it's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I think for that, it goes back to kind of what I was saying. Like I kind of just do what I want to do and I'm enjoying it at the end of the day. So I, I, as much as I put myself in a box with cars, like I was saying, but I just, I like cars so much. There's there's always something new, right? Whether it's the car industry or video games or whatever. I'm I'm always able to do something new and fresh for me. So it always keeps me engaged. And I think it reflects in what I do online, whether they be videos or meeting people like you at cool events, right? I think, you know, having a sustained career with a lot of output, what keeps you going? Like, there have to be days where you absolutely, you're like, oh, I just can't do it. Uh, like, what brings you back to cars? And, and what, wh where are you going? Like, where would you like to see yourself in like a year, two years with what you're doing now? That is a very, very good question. But Sonia and I actually spoke about this a little while ago when we were at that event. We were like, what happens if you're just having an off day? And yeah. I found it actually interesting. We both had different ideas. You were like, yeah, just, just tell the viewers you're having an off day and reflect mm -hmm. that to them. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just done. I'm going to turn off and I'm going to go do my own thing and unwind. Yeah, I really appreciated how we both had kind of different approaches to that. But one thing we really talked about a lot was community and just how supportive they can be. Like, even if you're having a bad day, um, you know, no matter what your, your goals are or what kind of videos you're doing, I feel like you and I both are extremely lucky. Aaron, too. I feel like we all have very supportive, just amazing communities, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, there's that Malcolm Gladwell book, Outliers, which is like about these who like, how did Steve Jobs get, you know, how the people who are truly successful are the people who we all look up to the people who you're like, wow, like these people have really done the thing or been successful. And my biggest takeaway from that is like, nobody does it alone. 
Everyone is standing on each other's shoulders, whether it's people who've come before or people who surround you. Um, and, and I do think it's like, I always try to surround myself with people who are better than me, which is like why I got Sonia to do this podcast. Uh, you know, because <sighs> I think it's, it, you want to rise to their level. And I think like looking around, I always find inspiration like in, in the people around me. Like Nick, who who was, when you were just starting out, who was inspiring you? Oh man. You know, like who were like, oh, that's if I a could, good question. I can only get to be this person. Yeah. So back in the day, like, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. So way back in the day, I was a huge fan of the Rooster Teeth guys. If you yeah. know them out of oh, Austin, yeah. I absolutely love those guys. I would watch them literally daily <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was always like, they're doing really, really cool stuff. And um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy that I'm able to do all of this video game stuff and kind of like emulate what they do, but in my own unique way with mm -hmm. vehicles, right? It's yeah. it's a bit strange. And in terms of like the whole content stuff, it's the same thing. You, you want to build your bar as high as it'll go, right? And you're trying to surround yourself with the best people. And mm -hmm. that kind of goes the same for racing, I feel like, on one hand. Like, you always race or to the level of the people around you. Ooh, yeah. If people are really slow, you're naturally going to be a little bit slower. If you're racing with really fast people, you're probably going to keep up. Even if it's something you couldn't do before, I feel like you switch on a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I agree. I, I like how you said earlier about how, you know, you feel like you've put yourself in this car box, but... I got to say, what a fun box to be in. I mean, it's a big box at the <laughs> end of the day, box. right? Like, yeah, you've got all these crazy video games. Like you've got your forces, you've got your need for speeds. You've mm -hmm. got your crazy simulator games like an iRacing, an R Factor, an F1, a so on and so forth. Or I was watching one of your or listening to one of your older episodes with Larry um, oh, yeah. and doing some of those things like the car detailing stuff and car mechanic simulator and just or power washing simulator it's a it's a big box even just for the video game stuff and then mm -hmm. you toss in what the car industry is doing and it's just it's massive when it comes to car games there's so many out there what is it for you that kills a car game like what is it oh, oh this is really ooh. great but oh this i can't stand it when they put when they do this yeah i got you so car people can be pretty picky when it comes sure. to games and sure. there's definitely a lot of leeway for things that are acceptable uh -huh. <laughs> but some of the things that aren't so acceptable at least for me personally i gotta have good physics if yes. the physics don't make sense it's all wonky feeling and you just you don't understand what the car in the game is going to do and that imagine if you're playing like a halo or a red dead or a gta and your character can't walk properly Right. That's the equivalent, right? That's true. And if you get yeah. that wrong, the, the rest of the game kind of falls apart. Right. Wow. That's very true. Even I can even see it being like just even not consistent. Like, okay, this like for instance, like you play something like I'm going back in the vault, but like a twisted metal black, where like the physics are very bouncy or whatever, but it's kind of a combat game, and you can at least 
see what you're doing. Or maybe better example uh, would be Rocket League in terms of, yep. okay, the physics are w- crazy, but that's part of the love of the game. But man, if you're trying to like actually thread the needle with like a need for speed or something and the physics aren't good, man, you gotta just, woo! If you can understand it, you can understand it and it's playable. But yes. if things are changing behind the scenes and you can't get them, it's it's gone. Wild. Like the game can look as good as it wants. The game can have as many cars as it wants, as as much customization, and it's just unplayable. It's just not it. But I think that's what I appreciate, too, is that a lot of games are getting even more realistic. Um, I know, like, working with Michelin, they take, they have the, uh, is it the Track Connect 2 tires? That they have sensors in them, where they take all the data from these sensors in the tires, and they feed it into Gran Turismo. Whoa! So it helps make... Um, the actual driving experience, like way more accurate with the different compounds and the tires and the physics. It's insane. Yeah, that is nuts. It's nuts. But I really appreciate not only that, but even something like uh, I have yet to dive into it, but I love how you've been playing a lot of iRacing and <laughs> yep. more like simulator games. Can you tell me about your setup? Because it looks pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, compared to some of the guys around, my setup's fairly bare bones it's a wheel and a tv on the wall um but yeah in terms of like car racing simulator stuff there's so so much stuff you can do i feel like everyone's picked up one of those little wii moat steering wheels and played some mario kart with one of those mm-hmm. basically that but a little bit more is what <laughs> I've Steroids, a, li- a little bit a little bit more <laughs> people take it pretty seriously especially when you start to get into those i racings and those super hardcore simulator type of things there's just brands that i've never even heard of that make real sim racing stuff that it's it's actually become to the point where there are people or there there are companies out there who produce racing wheels for game simulators that you can take off the simulator and put into a real-life race car. Whoa. And it will work. Yeah. That's like Mad Max, Fury Road, when they just have oh their my God. steering wheels with them, and they're just like, ah! And they've Literally, got pretty- exactly. That's wild, dude. Oh, my God. Do you, th- do you guys think that, like... Like, I've only played a handful of of driving sims like, where I've actually done the wheel and the pedal and that stuff. Uh, and I did do one kind of stunt weekend where, you know, I got to try to drift and all that stuff. And it it immediately made me think of when the Wii came out and I played a lot of Wii bowling and it made me worse of a bowler. <laughs> like, do you think, like, playing driving sims makes you a better driver or a worse driver? Because let me tell you, I was like, oh, I can drift like a mofo in a game. <laughs> but in real life, I think I got two seconds of actual drift. So it really depends on what you're playing. Like even a game like a Need for Speed, even yeah. like a Forza, as as big as those games are, they can only teach you so much. Right. But that it's it's when you start jumping into that next level, like an iRacing or something like that. Yeah. That's when you can start to learn what these cars are actually doing, what they feel like, what the tires are doing. Like, there's a whole bunch of really nerdy stuff about these cars that you wouldn't really realize just going about your daily life. Like, for example, like what Sonia and I were doing with that Lamborghini, like tire temperatures are unbelievably right. important and probably the most important thing out there. Wow, yeah. The, the day that we were shooting that, it was what, like four degrees oh or something? God. It was so cold. Jesus. And that Lamborghini's on super like sticky compound of tires to get as much grip from the road as possible. And 
basically, if if you don't have tire temperature, you're going to be sliding all over the place. And that's something that these simulators can teach you. So if you jump in, say, whatever car, whatever circuit, and you just go, you're going to you're going to spin out because you just don't have temperature in your tires. Or if you have really cold brakes, again, that's not something you really Mm -hmm. think about. If you have cold brakes, you're just going to go straight on if you're in a race car. Um, but if they're warmed up, you'll stop properly and be able to take your corner and stuff. And these simulators can teach you stuff like that. So much so that people who play these simulators can go up against real-life race car drivers wow. and compete with them. There was actually a thing, I think it was last month or so, where a person who played iRacing jumped in a real-life car up in Sweden against a Formula One driver and beat the Formula One driver. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah. insane. Wow. That's insane. I mean, I was blown away, like, and I am 100%, you know, like, not into, I drive a Jeep. It's slow. It's very much like riding a horse. <laughs> like, you gotta kind of nudge it right and left. But I was blown away with even just, and for everyone listening who who's not super into cars or maybe hasn't played one of these driving sim games, like, just the way you think about your brakes, like I've always, and most drivers think about, oh, brakes are to slow you down or whatever. But no, they taught us that brakes are all about shifting the gravity of the car to yep. put more pressure on the wheels that you want to have the grip as you're going around. So like, I want if I want to hit the brakes, I'm going to do it so the front right of the car has the most grip so I can, you know, zip left. Like it was wild. When you start thinking about that, I could see where a driving sim really helps you. You know? Exactly. There's like, people don't really think about it when you're just driving yeah. a regular car. But at the end of the day, racing and cars in general are so much just physics and math and numbers. And it's a, it's a numbers game, right? You're trying to yeah. get your time to be the fastest. Yeah. And there's just- and strategy. S- I mean, truly. Oh, like, like crazy amounts of strategy. And there's just, there's so many numbers behind the scenes. Like you said, like stomping on the brakes. So Say you're driving a car with the engine in the front, you stomp on those brakes, your engine's in the front, you get more weight distribution going into the front so you can turn in harder going into your corner. Or if your engine's in the back, you sometimes want to plant the throttle to push the back of your car down so you can get more traction going out of the corner. It's just so much nerdy stuff that people might not necessarily think about. It's just Mm -hmm. a completely another world if you just, it's crazy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best.
simulators, again, like they can really give you a sense of weight distribution and they can really give you a sense of like you're saying, um, like cold tires or working in different conditions. But I will say just playing like Forza Horizon, getting way too cocky, it really, <laughs> it, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like, I have the GTR in Forza and I'll just be like blasting through a field, just doing donuts and like hitting ramps and hills. And I'm like, Gosh, it'd be so fun in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually watching one of your Forza Horizon 5 streams uh, a little while ago, and we got an interesting conversation about a vehicle that I purchased, (laughs) if you want to talk about that. Oh, man. (laughs) That is, it has to be one of the best cars in Forza Horizon 5, I have to say. But you have one in real life? I have one on the way currently. Was what that are, inspired by Forza? Or? What is it? What car? Yeah. So this is a PLP 50. It is the Guinness World Record holder of the smallest road legal car. It Whoa. is a one-seater car with a motorbike engine in it. It has three wheels. It has a steering wheel, seat belt, indicators, lights, headlights, <laughs> all of that. It is the most ridiculous looking car in the world. <laughs> Um, and they were originally made back in the 60s, and the real ones are absurdly expensive, like 100k, 200k. Mm-hmm. Crazy value. Um, but this small company out of the UK now started reproducing them. And Whoa. I contacted them after I originally fell in love with the car in Forza Horizon 4. And I said, hey, I, I, I love this car. It's such a meme. Yes. I need one. Like, what do, what do I need to do? And I unfortunately contacted them at a terrible point. They were moving factories. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm never going to get one. Whatever. I'll forget about it. <laughs> and the guy ended up emailing me maybe a year later. And I was like, oh, my God. It's on. It's happening. It's on. <laughs> and yes. he's like, do you still want to do this? And I was like, yes, I do. Yeah, Absolutely. we're doing this. And I placed my order for it. And the coolest thing about it is it's a kit car that I ordered. So I actually have to put it together myself. That's great. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And it's being sent over from the UK on an airplane, hopefully next month. We'll see. It'll be here soon. Yeah. I'm going to put it together and hopefully put a license plate on it. Um, There were a couple of them in Canada at one point. So hopefully they have some record of them actually being legal so uh, yeah. i i love that and i'm so happy for you because one of the things that i love the most about that car in forza was uh people just went crazy with the different like wraps that you could have for it <laughs> like it was it's just the best meme car out there it was incredible are you gonna wrap it I've got to wrap it. I've got to change the wrap every month. You have it to. Feels every like. month. <laughs> you know, like those little Fisher Price little toy cars that all the yes. kids sit in? People have wraps of those. Yeah. Um, I had Nemo. like a, a Nemo wrap was That's on there. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, yeah. a Sonic wrap. Um, uh, a little bit of everything. What, do you know what you're going to do? Or do you want to reveal it yet? Or I'm not sure anything on yet. your mind? I think, I think the base. So I ordered it blue. All mm-hmm. the vehicles have to be blue. So Sonic. Um, so we could do some Sonic right away, but I think we're also very quickly going to wrap it pink. Oh, oh nice. Oh, okay. Yep. Nice. Every, every time I'm streaming on Twitch, I'm like, hey, chat, what color should we paint car today? And Twitch chat goes pink, 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 pink. Every <laughs> single day without fail. So 
I, I think we'll it. finally give them what they're asking for. Aww. But in real life, so that should be fun. Give the people what they want. You could exactly. do a, a Smurf rap before you go pink. So people uh, people actually kind of do minion wraps too. Oh, minions! <laughs> because funny. it's got one little headlight <gasps> straight little in the center. Arm. Oh, that's great! Like a a blue bottom, like yellow top. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. That's oh so God. good. Well, I feel like your garage is getting even more fun. It's I mean, especially all, with that. All sorts you've of got, fun. <laughs> you've got. We used to be Godzilla twins. That's another another thing we. Uh, yeah. I, I knew that we were going to get along, but God, what do you Godzilla twins? What's that? We both had uh, at one point GTRs. Yeah, was it the same year too? Uh, mine was a 2015. Ah, uh, okay. Yours is a little newer. Mine famously blew up though. Ah. Uh, yeah, I. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so, All I knew is you didn't have one anymore. But I so, didn't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, my merging of worlds between video games and cars oh, can no. sometimes create conflicts because. Oh, no. I understand video games very well. And I feel like I've sort of mastered that realm. But then when we get into the real life car stuff, th there's still some more knowledge to learn there. Oh, so no. um, uh -oh. I worked with this company and they sent me out a really, really nice exhaust for it. And one of the things when they sent me this exhaust is I had to get a tune for the car. And I was like, that's not hard. I can plug in a laptop and do uh -oh. that. I did that, and um, long story short, I sort sh I I short circuited the entire car, and um, yeah, oh, no. basically didn't turn on again. Wow! So, Damn! Did you know you short circuited when it when you did it, or did you only find out later? I didn't actually know. I I went to turn it off, and you know how you have, how you have a little screen on the car. It just mm. it didn't turn off, and I'm like, whoa, there's something weird here. So I kept fiddling with it, kept fiddling with it, and it just, it wouldn't turn off. So obviously by the time I went back to it, the battery was dead and all sorts of other problems there. And yeah. Oh no. Damn. That's, yeah. are you, wait, is this going to be your first kit car? The, are yes. You, are you, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the PLV okay. 50 is going to be the first kit car. You've blown up one car and now you're going <laughs> to build your next car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I like to refer to it as the world's most expensive paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> it was real? a very nice looking paperweight, but Ugh. yeah. So uh, oh, that, no. that had to go. Oh yeah. my God. So that's exactly what I mean going back to these video games, right? It's like, yeah. that's going to be a super fun real life project, but the only reason I wanted to do that is because that car was in Forza Horizon 4 and I loved it so much. I I had to try it out, right? A thousand percent. What's the what else is on like your checklist? I hate I hate the term bucket list, but what else is on like the checklist for cars to own or just cars to drive out, you know, like they're like, yeah, man. Like, cause I feel like that's the thing is there's, it's, there's not enough time in the universe to drive all these great cars. <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> there's so many cars. It's like trying to ask a car person what their favorite car is. Yeah. They'll tell you something today and then that answer will be different tomorrow yeah. and then the next day and then the next day. <laughs> it's just impossible to narrow it down. But one of the coolest things I've ever done was I teamed up with this really cool company called RoboRace out of the UK. And they build an all-electric race car. So imagine like what you think of a race car in your head. That is what they built. It's all-electric, all-wheel drive. However, the twist with it is that it can drive itself. Whoa! Very cool. So, okay. 
Yeah, so I went through the whole race car driver experience. I flew out to the UK. Um, it was actually, their base was the base of an old Formula One team. So <gasps> cool. all their facilities are like brand, brand new. It's unbelievable. So cool. And we go in there, get seat fitted for the car because it's all like custom. You're laying down when you're driving the car. Oh my God. Serious. <laughs> Yeah, so we do all that. I sit in the seat for like 45 minutes. The seat kind of like molds to me and everything. And then they like wow. shave it down. And then fast forward two months, I am going head to head with another driver. And the way this competition worked was super cool. It was myself and my AI teammate who had been programmed by a university. I think my teammate was from Italy. Um, and it was a university who programmed this electric car to drive around a Formula E circuit in Germany. And we basically oh. added up the times from myself and the AI versus that other person and his AI to see who went faster. And it was so, oh so much fun. <gasps> Wait, wow. who, who won? They did. <sighs> yeah. You know what? It yeah. was your AI. It wasn't yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. My AI, AI was a little bit slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait a second. So when the AI is driving, is there anyone in that car? No. So that is the coolest That's thing. Wild. So That's wild. when I'm sitting in it, it's a normal race car. Like there's a steering wheel, there's all the radio yeah. buttons, pedals, everything. And I jump out and the wheels in there. And then you've got all these, you've got these three lights on the dash. You've got a red light, red light, don't touch the car. Green light, good to go. And a blue light means the AI is driving the car. <laughs> and you, I, I put the wheel back on the car. It's like one of those wheels that comes off. Um, and I put the wheel back on. I shut the door. There's nobody in the car. And I don't know what the university guys did, but it, they were like on their laptop. They didn't plug into the car or anything. Like it's all wireless. Whoa. And the car just starts driving and we've got all these in-car cameras filming and you see like the wheel turning and it's like the Unreal. weirdest thing when you see this car flying past you on a racetrack and there's nobody in it. That is. I mean, I get that feeling being on the highway and seeing a Tesla fly past me and yeah. it's like nobody, like no one's touching it or like someone's leaned back so far that I don't see anybody. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. my God, but I can't imagine on like a, a track going like 200 miles an yeah. hour or something crazy. Oh my it God. It was the coolest thing I think I've ever done. And like oh. the, the, the AI guys were just like in a whole nother world. Those guys were unbelievably smart. Like they, you could see all of their data for that car and like what the car sees. And it's like, I had no idea what I was looking at. And they were just like, <laughs> yeah, it's a little slow around here. Let's try to speed it up a little bit. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, like, I thought that was a little bit close, but okay. <laughs> but all right, you've got the yeah. data, I guess. And they just uh... nail it. And it's just so cool. You just look at their laptop and it's just the matrix green code coming down. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like wait, you can't understand that? You don't yeah. see that? <laughs> Can I say a thing, by the way, talking about AIs and Teslas, just, I got a little bee in my bonnet when it comes to oh. cars. And, oh, the okay. and the UI, and this is it. I hate the screens, man. I like tactile things in a car. I don't like how the Teslas just have one giant screen. I get it, but mm -hmm. like, I like being able to not look and adjust the radio or the heat or whatever's going on. 
Like same thing with my phone. Like I don't like this whole thing. I like buttons. I like switches. <laughs> you know, I like the tactile stuff. I don't like all all of that. I don't know. Do you, are you guys into that? I don't like that trend. I'm not I into just it. At least I know I'm just going to get you a Blackberry for your birthday or something. I would love <laughs> a Blackberry. Or the sidekick. Remember, it was like, yeah. you know, like flipped open and it has the That button. was the coolest phone. I'm just into, I'm into buttons and switches, man. Bring it back. <laughs> What's like the Blackberry equivalent in a car? Ooh, what would you question. say is like the Blackberry uh, equivalent of a car? Because Aaron needs that. I mean, a lot of trucks, like your Jeep should be mm. like that. A lot it of is. these. Oh, it, oh, is. it yeah. is, baby. Roll down windows, nothing power. It's great. <laughs> nothing breaks, by the way, which is great because it's all whatever. Funnily enough, the numbers actually back you up. Like people want switches and buttons because at least up here in Canada, when you're driving with gloves and it's cold outside, mm. yeah. you can't you can't press a touchscreen with gloves on. Sure. So you want actual Smart. buttons. Like if you jump in a Ford F-150 or a big Dodge Ram or whatever, you'll notice all the buttons and the switches in there are extra big because they're <laughs> thinking about the work people who have yeah. these gloves on and whether it be cold, those buttons Whoa. are bigger for a reason. Oh my God. Yeah. Between all of the car games that you've played, all of the cars that you've you've driven in your life, You've known Aaron here for maybe 44 minutes. Uh, if you had to recommend any car to him, what, what do you think you could see him in? We've got to think about like the, the buttons. You've obviously need some buttons. I love buttons. I think we also need some suspension so you can do some jumps. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, my Jeep right now, I do like, I will say in the Jeep, I like that I'm up high a little bit. I like being okay. a little, you know, okay. up high. Although again, I love zipping around. My sister's got a mm. like a tiny little kind of mini Cooper car. I love weaving and zipping around too. So I'll kind of, okay. you know, I, I like fun. I like fun. You know? you know what? We should get you into a rally car. Ooh, a rally Ooh. car. You sound like a rally car Ooh, type of guy. Baby. Very, very raw feeling car. That's it. And very nippy. They can jump, do a little bit of everything. Perfect. I think you're a rally car guy. I like I like working for it a bit. I will say, like I like, you know, I like a little bit. I don't want everything to be smooth. I like kind of jerking the wheel around. And yeah. you know, when I did oh, that, yeah. Yeah. I did the, uh, you know, I did that race car experience thing, which is crazy. And they were like the first thing they did to, you know, to, but you guys have done this many times, but it was new, it was new to me, which was they are trying to train, untrain how you drive so you can kind of train to drive a race car because it's different. And the first thing they did was like stomp on the brakes really hard, like go like 80 miles an hour and just hit the brakes as hard as possible. And I was I was immediately like, I love this. I, I like <laughs> I like violence. I just like straight <laughs> violence when driving. You're out here for the going for the kill. I saw a guy hit a squirrel at 102. It just was like <laughs> boom. It turned into like mist. Oh Amazing. <laughs> okay, so we need a really big grill. A big yeah. grill. For his. Okay. Yeah. Now <laughs> I'm thinking maybe more Mad Max. Yeah, something uh -huh. you need to wipe Mad the Max blood stuff. off of. Something you can like, yeah. the blood will come right off of. Easy. You know, just hose it down. There we go. Yeah. Mad Priorities. very fury road. Yeah, very fury. Yeah, road. we can we can build you a video game car. <laughs> there you go. That would work. I'd like that. Yep. I, I like that. See that. Well, Nick, I hate to say it, we're almost out of time, but we love to end every, every interview by asking our guest their best game and their worst game. With you, you've played, I feel like, every car game out there. So okay. if we could do your, your best car game and your worst car game, or okay. not even worse, but like the most disappointing, uh, let's okay. start, we'll start low and we'll go high. So what is the, the worst car game, the car, the, the, the game you dislike the most? Oh, 
There's a lot of bad <laughs> car games out there. It's a crowded field. It's a crowded field. Like I said, physics is a hard thing to emulate. It is. And there's a lot of games that should have done a lot better. So I'm going to go, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, there's too many to name just one. There's too many. There's too many to name a bad one. Or what was your, how about this? What was the first car game that really disappointed you? That you were like excited about and then you were like, oh man, I wish this was better. Strangely enough, probably some stuff from Need for Speed. Whoa. Mm, yeah, because okay. Need for Speed back in the day was just one of the biggest franchises out there at the time, yeah. right? Everyone played Need for Speed. Everybody knew Need for Speed and those games were so good. And then a couple of years later, <laughs> they, they, well, they continued making them, yeah. but some of them just didn't hit the mark. Um, there have been some remakes that have just not been the best. So yeah, yeah. some of those. I, feel I like mean, some of the new ones are also really, really good, mm -hmm. but yeah. It's hard when it's so close to heart. It's like something you grew up with. So it's yeah. like, some, you know, you're expecting something and yeah, it's It's, it's not hard. even that it was inherently a bad game. It's just that the ones before it were an 11 out of 10, you can say. Yeah. And then this one coming at like a seven or an eight, it's like, oh. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I feel it. Now let's go best. Let's go our favorite. Oof. What's the uh, peak for you? I mean, just from like pure nostalgia point, I'm gonna list off a few games here, okay? Please. I'm gonna list off a few games. So if you want full nostalgia, my first ever game that got me into games, Need for Speed. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go, okay. Yeah, Need for Speed. <laughs> That's um, it. It was one of the first games I ever had. My dad brought it home on a disc and I, I was like four or five years old and I never, I never knew what cars were. I didn't care what cars were. I was like three or four years old. Whoa. And I remember jumping in and I could be a cop and I could drive a Ferrari. And I was like, whoa, this opens my whole world of like what's out there. And then it kind of snowballs and there's some other really good stuff out there. Like some of my personal favorites would be a game called Project Gotham Racing. Before Forza, there was whoa. Project Gotham. Um, such a cool game. Why? They've just re basically reimagining what these car games were at the time, allowing you to do things that had never been done and just opening up a whole new world again. And then more recently, when you get into like the Forza Horizon 1s and doing things like that, again, just opening a whole new world, like a, like a open world, literally. Yeah. I think I can't remember an other open world that captured me in that same way. Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. Test Drive Unlimited, always amazing. Mario Kart's always a classic. You gotta go yep. back to a classic. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's odd. Yeah. I know, I, I gotta say the open world, like that truly did feel like a, the next level. Like like what, what an amazing like advancement in, in, in driving games and racing games. I mean, so People smart. People just love exploring, right? Yeah. People love exploring and doing things they can't do in real life. And People love to drive on circuits, but people just want to explore and have fun with friends too, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. That's that's what I appreciated the most about Forza. Just being able to like putz around and, you know, I can race people. But you know what? If I just want to have a dumb goal, like try and drive on every single road, 
I yep. can. It literally doesn't matter. You Thanks. can try some of the challenges I do, like how many barrel rolls can you do? Or <laughs> how big of a crash can you get in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How Endless. big a crash can Endless. you get in? Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well, Nick, thank you so much. This was this was a, a true delight and a pleasure. And man, I'm very excited to see you put this car together oh and God. drive it in a Walmart. Pick me, pick us up some <laughs> milk, would you? When you, if we stop by the Walmart, if it'll fit inside, I got you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and if I can build it correctly, there we go. Thank you so much to Nick for joining us today. Again, I'm just going to pull in all, all the cool car people. I just bring my people on here. Um, so excited to chat with him. I'm excited for his build, the peel. If I don't get a ride in that thing, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Um, I There's no way I could get a ride in that. I can't even fit my <laughs> head in that thing. I, yeah. could, I could stick one arm and part of a leg in that thing. That's it. I think that's about it. Well... I guess him and I could go for a drag. I'll just like drag behind the car on the back where like one arm is inside. Not quite a drive, but a drag. A drag. What a drag. <laughs> what a drag. Um, uh, and on that note, we're going to take a real quick break and then we'll be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So I have to say, here's the thing, okay? Now look, a couple weeks ago on this very podcast, I may or may not have gone on a very angry rant on Elden Ring, okay? It was spicy. And I it was spicy and I'm I hadn't played it. All right? And I said that I would play it before I took a dump all over it. So, I just want you to know I I've played 45 minutes of it so far. I got a lot of texts being like unfair that, you know, the unfair that you're, you're shitting on this game without playing it. And they're right. So I, I just want you to know I have played, I've started playing it and I have some thoughts. It's beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, movement's great. Movement's great. Like, like I, 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 I dig the controls is it's great. It, it feels, it was very easy to pick up, very easy to play. It's very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Like the combat's very satisfying. Okay. A thing I didn't expect that actually I love, okay, Ooh. is the fact that I wouldn't normally think of. So Dark Souls, Bloodborne, these games, you can't, you're in like tight corridors or a room and you're fighting something or things and you're just getting completely destroyed in this game, because it's open world, you could just run away. I just yes. run away. And yes. it's awesome. And because of that, I really like, I like it. I really like it because I. It, it's like, if I'm fighting a guy and he's kicking my ass, which is everyone, I just <laughs> then book it. 
Mm-hmm. And I just run and it's great. Or another good example, huge dude, scary, giant weapon, just going to sneak around and not deal with him. I'm going the other way. Yes. You know? So I got to say, that's something about Elden Ring I really liked and did not expect. Mm-hmm. That, and you know what? I feel very similar where I feel like a lot of games can be very like on rails and you have to, yes. you have to do this. Yes. You have to do this. But that's the one thing that I appreciate about the bosses in this is like, not only are they massive and scary and terrifying, but I, it's it's not only satisfying when you finally, if you get your ass kicked a whole bunch of times and you learn the patterns and you kind of get good and you grind and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm effing ready. It's, they're satisfying fights. But if you are getting your ass kicked, you can just book it. it I love yeah. how it is an open world and you can just explore until you find something that you can defeat. <laughs> I'm a coward and I enjoy yes. that I can be a coward. 1,000%. Now, here's what I don't like about it. I was going to say, feels like there's a butt coming. <laughs> and I feel like now that I've played it, and sure, only 45 minutes, but I feel that I am going to play the three hours, and we'll talk about this again next Respect. week. Respect, okay? okay. But let me just say, having played 45 minutes of it, I feel like I can legitimately now say the story is ridiculous. Like, it's it's all just so gobbledygook. You know, it's like, oh, I'm in limb, like the the charred, uh, disavowed, you know, broken knight of Limgrave who Hello. lives in the ketchup cellar. He is cursed with a, you know, and I'm just like, what the, who fucking cares? And listen, the, you gotta give me this. The opening is hilarious. They literally get, they, they introduce like nine characters. Every character's name sounds like it came out of a name generator. <laughs> I just need to read these names off to you. Hold on. I have okay, to find okay, them. Okay. Godwin the Golden. Fine. Cool. Yeah. Godric the Grafted. All right. Sure. Uh, Rikerd, Lord of Blasphemy. Me. Like Morgot, the Omen King, Millennia, the Blade of Makila, Ronnie the Witch. It's God <laughs> from the first Elden Wait, Lord. So, no, back it pause, up, pause, back pause. It up. Yeah, R A N N I. Ranny, Ronnie the Witch. Ronnie the Witch. Okay. Personally, I'm obsessed with that one. Yes, R- Rat, Radagon of the Golden Order. Like, okay. I get, like, what the fuck? Play, man? You, Come know, on. you know what I'm sensing here? What? I'm sensing a little bit of jealousy because you don't you don't have a cool like Elden name. So I went ahead and I have a name generator at the ready. So if you it gives you a list of 10 names. So if you want to give me your favorite number from one to 10, I'm just going to hit random a few times and I'm going to bestow upon you your new name. So you don't have to be jealous of these cool names in Elden Ring anymore. All right. Hit me. Let's go. First name. Give me give me a number one to 10. Seven. What do we got? Hard-red, somber reverend of prisons. See what I'm saying? That has a nice ring to it. Right? No, it doesn't. There's like nine words in there. All right, all right, Jen. Jen. How are we going to fit that on a driver's license? It's it's fine. It'll fit in the lower third. It's okay. Jen, what are you you thinking? One to ten. Three. What do we got? Ooh. Saywin, priestess of fires. Oh, well, that's that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Thank you. Priestess of Fires is mm-hmm. pretty great. From now on, that's all I will be going by. That's Thank the, you. <laughs> that's the only way you can refer to me. 
I got what did I get? Like like sad sad boy of sad boy of jail sad boy? Something in prisons. Sad boy of the jails. Sad boy of the so- jails. Somber. And priestess of fire. Yeah, yeah. fuck. All right. Well, what's good. your okay, what's yours? Oh god, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say five. What do we got? One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, twin baroness Mathilda. Love. Twin Baroness. Okay. I'm into it. I'm here for it. It's no priestess of fires, but I'm I can but mess with it. I think you're kind of proving my point, which is it just feels so arbitrary and silly to me. All these names just counterpoint. Feel so isn't that what? Okay, I'm gonna say a heavy statement. Let's hear it. Isn't this what D and D is like? Mm. Thinking of these kooky names too. And yeah. you like D&D, so what's the difference? Any well, kind of like elven okay. lore, you know? Okay, f- okay. first of all, I, I like role-playing games, not necessarily D&D. I'm not really a fantasy boy. I, I played Rifts, and I was a glitter boy, which was a giant robo-mech. So I wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like keeper of the yellow uh, prickly bear. You know, I wasn't any of that stuff. I was like, I, I, like uh, I had like a... A giant sonic boom gun. But your name was Glitter Boy. Yeah. Hold well, on. that was that was the type of character I was. I was a glitter boy because the armor glitters because it's laser resistant. Obviously. But you know my point being, I'm just not the fantasy stuff. I just kind of can't get behind it. I feel it, but you know it's what? It's silly. It's silly. It just feels silly to me. I feel like with something like Elden Ring and something that I appreciate is that because it's not on rails, you don't have to be like totally in the story. You can kind of open world, roam around. Because honestly, I, when I was first kind of venturing out, she's like, oh, you have to find the Elgin ring. You have to do such and such. And then she's like, take me to the footsteps of yada yada. And I completely forgot what the hell she said. So I have no (laughs) idea where the F I'm supposed to go. I actually don't even know what is happening in the story right now? So and yet you I, love it, and yes. yet you love it. Do you want to know why? 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 Because well, first of all, I'm definitely a grindy person. Like okay. I love World of Warcraft. I love okay. stuff like that. But the thing is, and I'm realizing it not just with games, but with anything. I'm realizing um, with. Do you remember Perler beads? Where you have the board and you place all these tiny little beads, and then you yes. heat it and melt it together. Yep. It's things that little tiny grinds that have a big payoff in the end. And I'm realizing that I love that in games. I love that in like crafts. I love that in hobbies and stuff like that. And Elden Ring encapsulates that so hard where like, I'll try to fight a boss. I get my ass beat. I know, I know what is expected of me. And then I can just grind my ass off, have fun in the meantime, and then know that I'm just building up for something bigger and a big payoff. Okay. I appreciate that. And I see I see you, I hear you, and I agree with you. And you know what? I said I would give it three hours. I've only given it 45 minutes. So far, surprised that there's many things I like about it. Fair. I'm not gonna go, it's 10 of 10, the best game I've ever played yet. Fair. But, but to be fair, 45 minutes is not enough time when you're weaving an epic tapestry to get to really know about the game. So Thank I will you. give it hours and hours. There are things I like about it. I'm not just on a rant of hating it. It, it is a, a fun, satisfying game to play so far. I appreciate it. And I do, again, appreciate your commitment to the three hours. And honestly, I think you should go one step further. Oh no, don't, 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 
No, let, we're, we've gone many. And we've commit, gone a lot of steps. And commit no, to oh, your final no. elven name, the silver fox sad boy of the, the prickly pear. I feel like you could use the new Twitter name. And, Priestess uh, of Fire's on board. You yes. only got 140 Jen, characters in Twitter, man. Jen's already updated her her name. Yep. Um, so if you have any uh, any good names for us, any good elven names or anything along that line, I would love to know just what you think of Elden Ring so far, too. I'm my curious. rap my rap name was uh, MC Snowcap. Because <gasps> I got white hair. Like That's a, pretty good. A snow. That's pretty the, good. The snow-capped sad boy of the uh, defender of prickly pear. As soon as you said something about prickly pear, I can't let See, it go you now. you can't even say that stuff without <laughs> cracking a smile. And you like <laughs> Elden Ring. It's, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm I here for it. I can't wait till I play a couple more hours and I am loving Elden Ring and you play a couple more hours and you hate Elden Ring. Oh my God. I can't wait till we switch sides. Well, we come full circle. Okay. All right. Well, stay You're going to reach a point where you're like, I hate this game. And I'm going to be like, guys, check out my new Elden Ring tattoo. You know? (laughs) You're like, guys, I I legally changed my name. Check this shit out. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, hit us up at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter. Let us know what you think uh, about Elden Ring and what your ridiculous Elden name is. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Good Game, Nice Tries, produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Eduardo Perez, with engineering and sound design by Chester Guasta. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm and music. I don't even have to say it, but... John Danik. Lord of the Synth. Whoa. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.